welcome back to the next episode of the Cashflow Pirate Podcast. This is episode number 10 and I will be covering the Blue Ocean Strategy this week as I promised last week. So here it is. So first question is what the hell is the Blue Ocean Strategy? And again, I know I can't say that word, strategy. Blue Ocean Strategy, what it is. Okay, so the idea was created by... Um, uh, two people, W. Chan Kim and Rene Malborgner. I've probably got that completely wrong, but you can check that out yourself. Uh, and the whole idea is that if you can imagine companies live in an ocean feeding on fish, the fish are the customers, uh, the more competition that there are for the fish, the more fish get eaten, and then the more fish that they get eaten turns the water red from all the, well, killing. Then you come along, with your idea and you try and join uh, and match the current competition so if you imagine the competition of sharks and they're eating the fish you know you're a shark you've jumped into the pool into the ocean and you're competing for the same fish that these um these bigger sharks are currently already eating you know it does make sense because you see you see you see these bigger sharks making sales and they're doing well so it makes sense to jump into the same ocean as these guys and do what they're doing so catch the fish that they're already catching but if we stick to the ocean analogy does it make sense to jump in to that ocean and hunt for the same fish you know the water's already crammed full of other predators uh, who are probably more experienced and have settled into their routine you know in the water they know what they're doing they know how to hunt whereas we're still trying to learn the whole idea of this strategy is what you need to do is find a blue ocean that where the waters haven't been bloodied and that you're the only predator or one of very few predators but it's not exactly easy to like find a nice untapped ocean just sitting there waiting for you so so how do you do it what do you do um and the answer according to this book is create your own blue ocean as simple as that look at what your competition is doing back in the bloodied red ocean and then think rather than just doing what they're doing already how can you do something that's completely you know, radical, different, unique, but still in the same industry? So you don't have to create a whole new idea just to make a business, but just take what they're doing and figure out what are they not doing just as much as what they are doing. So what are they not doing currently that you can potentially do? So you're going to take your idea, which is similar to someone else's, and kind of fork it into your own your own ocean um i mean if you're going to be competing with these with these people if you're competing on price just to get the lowest price you know you're never going to win long term because companies can operate at a loss just to get the customers in which they do and plenty of companies do that and you know we don't want to be it's not a race to the bottom we don't want to do that that's terrible so that's never going to be fun or successful really in the long term so let's not really do that so probably a better option is that if we can compete on on value and benefits so do something that's do something that's not even in the same universe as your competition you know they're not even anywhere near this so you are you're going to be head and shoulders above them in your own blue ocean doing your own thing compete with yourself that's what we want to do we want to be our our biggest competition so when I when I read this theory to be honest it blew my tiny mind 
I absolutely loved it. I thought this was a great idea. It really triggered something in me. And, you know, I knew that it's definitely something I want to look into and something I can really use uh, going forward. So I thought to myself, well, it sounds like a perfect podcast episode. So what I want to do is think about how can I use this theory? I'm using theory instead of strategy. You're getting theory now, okay? So how can I use this theory in the in the idea that I had, in, which I mentioned in the last episode, in my plan to sort of create a course or community or something for entrepreneurs, in the other word, I can't say, um, who are in the same boat as me. You know, I want to create something around helping people start up because that's, you know, as I've said before, that's what I really like doing. I really like getting people started and feel like they're moving on. So I'm, I'm trying to find something, some way of making money based on that idea. So how can I use this theory, Blue Ocean Theory, to push this forward? Because there's plenty of people just making courses, how-to courses, sticking it online and charging for it. Yeah, there's hundreds, thousands of people doing that, which is great. And you know, I thought, well, why don't I do the same? And that's why this Blue Ocean idea was so interesting to me because I basically did the same thing. I thought, well, these guys are doing it. And like I said, if someone else is doing it, they must be making money on it. So the idea does work. Competition is fine. Like I said before, there's no problem with competition. It's just proving the point that it's something that will sell. But then when I read this Blue Ocean strategy, I thought, it's oh, right. How can I how can I make helping people slightly different or well, as different as I can? Because obviously, you know, you might not be able to make it completely different, but just how can I make it different? How can I take it in my own direction rather than just uploading videos and charging people to view them? Rather than sort of work all this out, I thought I'd just basically plug the mic in and discuss it with myself out loud, which means you get to hear it. So I might sound like a bit of a maniac. I'm just trying to let you hear how the, how I go through the idea of trying to fit this in. So I've actually got no idea where this is going to go. So by the end of the episode, we might not have any answers whatsoever. So uh, I apologise to the future you uh, about the outcome of this. Let's see what we come up with. Um, I've made a couple of notes which I was making through the book, so I, I will base it on those. So if I want to create a way of helping people to get started with their business or their idea. What can I do? Could I could create an ebook? I did think about an ebook guide, you know, or you know, like a help pack or something that people can follow along. And then I could a lot of people give that away with their emails to get people's emails. So that that's kind of an option. But a whole ebook. Mm, you know, knowing knowing my skill set, you know, really writing is not particularly one of them, to be, to be honest. Um, and if I'm honest, I don't think I could be bothered. Is the tr- is the totally honest answer? I don't think I could be bothered to sit and write an ebook with about twenty pages of instructions about how to set up a WordPress website. I, it's just not going to happen. I'm not going to do it. I know I'm not going to do it. It sounds like a great idea. But that's why I'm recording this podcast and not typing it as a blog post because I'm, it's not going to happen. So at the minute, that that whole idea is out for me. I'm not I'm not going to head down that route at the moment. I would like to give something away for my email signups. So if you go onto my website now, you can sign up to join my email my email list. Um, and I suppose I do kind of need give you a read the point is you know you need a reason for people to give you their email address because it's actually quite it well it's very valuable someone's email address is very valuable to the person selling um 
so I, but again because I'm not actually selling anything at the moment I kind of need something to to give to give you to give someone so we'll come back to that but yeah but at the minute I'm not going to write a big ebook and guide and sell it on the Kindle store or whatever I'm not going to do that so what else have we got um, like I was saying video courses are very popular and that is a good direction here I know people will watch videos to learn something and they will pay to watch a video because it's weird if a video is for free you I don't know why it always seems like it's free because you're not quite getting everything even though you may be but for me it feels like if it's a free video what are they holding back is it like the next part of the video that you have to buy or is it some you know a few like of the, the key setting up sections that they don't quite show you i don't know if it's true or not i don't know if it's like a placebo effect where i don't quite trust it because it's free but if i if you pay for a video course you expect to be held by the hand all the way through from start to finish and you expect a certain outcome whereas your expectancy with a free video is not quite as high because it's free you haven't committed any money to it so it doesn't really bother you too much if you like if you watch a video halfway through and you think yeah i can't be bothered anymore it doesn't matter all you've lost is your 20 minutes of the time or whatever it was at but if you stop watching a video course halfway through you're just wasting your own money so it kind of spurs you on so i know people will pay to watch videos or or paid for the right content to help them learn which is good that's a good sign and i know they will because i've done it myself so the only issue i have with like creating videos is that there are again thousands of videos on youtube teaching you how to do pr pretty much everything but again they are all free so i don't want to just create the same content that's free and then charge for it because that doesn't make me stand out at all it just makes me stand out in a worse way so that's not that's not great and and i'm not in the position to sort of tell people how to be successful if they follow this video they will be successful because that is the whole point of this podcast isn't it i'm i'm not currently successful i'm working it out so the idea is that i'm sharing my journey with you guys to try and make money so i don't really want to say if you if you follow this video through by the end of it you'll have a certain amount of income because some of them do say that i'm i'm not really happy about that so that's that's not going to happen either so what else have we got i'm just as you can see i don't have anything planned here i'm just literally thinking aloud uh, so yeah so like i said a video i could do a video course again if okay so if we look at the video courses if you go for like one of the big there's lots of big video course people and they generally yeah there might be i don't know how many it might be 12 hours of video that you get access to generally it's like 997 dollars and you get access to their guaranteed success course or whatever whatever subject that it's on but obviously they work because there's lots of people doing them but i'm thinking do i want to join the red waters of course creating where i just create a premium course charge 997 as that seems to be the the number apparently i think it's anything that ends in a seven or a three get the best results which is weird because you'd think it'd be 99 wouldn't you but apparently some i've heard a few podcasts that there's been some research that ending it in a seven or a three is the most successful so i suppose 997 is the closest you can get to a thousand isn't it and, but do i want to do that mm, i don't know i don't know um what else have we got so the, the other sort of route 
is, as I've spoken before, is, is um, putting a course on Udemy, which obviously have huge, I mean, they have a huge audience. A lot of people use Udemy, so you gain a lot of audience. But again, it's on their platform, which I'm, again, I'm not so keen on basing a whole business on someone else's platform. So, so I mean, you've got to use people's tools, that's fine. And their courses sell anywhere from like £10 to £400. Yeah, that is an option. That is an option. But again, I am just creating, if you type in, there's thousands of courses. If you just type in, you know, starting a business course, there's loads, loads up there. So do I really want to jump in and start competing with the same people that I've watched? Not not really. Mm. So as, as I've said before, I, as far as I've sort of discovered over the last sort of couple of years, my skills tend to be connecting people and helping them work out what they want. So I always I always seem to know someone who's done something or if someone asks me, do I know anyone who can do some programmer? I always seem to know some programmer or or an artist. or There's always someone I, I can, or if I can't, I'll find them. So that tends to be my skill set, finding people who can help other people. But that puts me in the middle. You know, it's kind of hard making money if you're in the middle because you're just connecting people. So it gets hard where to charge them and who to charge. Um, you know, I've got skills of WordPress um, and basically just setting up a website. I, I'm not a coder. I cannot program or code whatsoever. Just some basic. I know some basic HTML and CSS, but that is literally it. I couldn't. I couldn't create anything with just code. So I'm a visual builder. I've tried to learn programming, but I just, uh, just my maths is shocking so there's no chance of me and maths is quite prominent in programming so I, anyway it's off subject you know i've got a technology background from lots of different jobs and a lot of those jobs include customer service and talking to people working with people around technology is kind of where i'm that's kind of where i'm good that's where i'm sort of focusing in on a bit more okay so how do i leave this red pool of course creation video creation and then make my own blue pool from this area or ocean, I should say. So how do I leave this? How do I, what can I do that's different on video creation? So maybe selling a, selling a big 997 hours and hours long video course is maybe not what I'm favoring so much anymore, which at first I think that's where I was going. But how do I make it different? How about, a? I I mean, I could, is there a way of like doing a smaller so okay so one of the problems with the 997 is you know the reason why i haven't bought these courses is it's too much money up front and even when they split it into three easy payments it's still 997 dollars pounds whatever it is so maybe there's a way of making like a smaller bite-sized way of doing it i don't know is there any way of making like a maybe like a almost like a subscription where you just pay and get access so like i mean i kind of like the idea of a of a mastermind group i really hate the phrase mastermind group but it's the best way of you all understand what i mean with a mastermind group you know you get together you help each other discuss stuff and help each other move on you know they're supposed to be smallish smallish groups of people so you can all sort of talk and help so if i if i could pick a way to doing it and if I remove how to make, if I take away the how do I, because I'm thinking how I need to make money. That's that's what I'm here for. So if I if I stop thinking about how to make money and 
if I was if, if I was already rich but I still wanted to help people, how would I do it? And that's got to how what's the what do I think the best way of helping people? I think I'd like a I think to have a group of people all at similar stages. So you're all kind of either right at the start and you've just got an idea. It's all in the same stage. So you're right at the start of your journey. You want to create a business, where do you start? So let's take that as a group. If you had what? Ten people? Ten of you all at that same stage, then okay. So if I can, I'm just here. again, like I said, sorry, this is a bit rambly, but I'm literally just thinking about it as I'm going along. So a group of people at similar stages together, who could all help each other. So maybe if they all had slightly different skill sets, would be nice. I mean, you can't control what skills people have got, obviously. But maybe I could pair people up. So if I had twenty people, maybe I could look at, I could get. The list of their skills and then like separate them into two groups but the idea is that it's let's just go with 10 people all with slightly different skill sets and then the agreement is that what so you you're in the group you discuss what your skills are and what your business you want to create and then the other nine people can take turns to chip in to see if they can help you uh, so see if they've got any skills so if they're a designer and you're well, you're not they can say well yeah i can help i can offer you design skills um, i mean you know you, you could obviously pay each other for the skills that you're using that's fine but it's someone that you trust someone that you know because you're going to get to know them if you, if you stick with the same 10 people you're going to know them over time so maybe hmm yes yeah, so you could swap your skills between themselves um but you'd be a bit more you, you'd like have a a share like shares in in all the other nine people's business but not not a physical share i mean like a like a mental share in the business because it'd feel like you're helping towards it if, if you know what i mean so i like the idea i like the idea of meeting up in person to do this but if this is a side business or you know like a something you're just starting who the hell has the money and spare time to travel all over? You're not going to be in the, within 10 miles of each other, are you? So I definitely don't have the time or money to do that. You know, maybe if you're in like, if this is your full-time business and it's like stage five, if we call them in stage one is the beginning. If you're in stage five, you could afford to meet up or something. Um, you know, if we're all gazillionaires and we can afford a helicopter each, uh, and then we can meet up and do the discussion. Um, oh, oh, we could. Yes, this is it. This is the future. Are you ready? We're gonna. When we're all gazillionaires, the little groups, we're gonna meet up, and we'll hire like a really old pirate ship, and we'll have like the uh, the meeting on the pirate ship and, at sea. That'd be amazing. Yes, that's that's it. That's what's happening. By the way, that's the that's the plan. Pirate ship meetups. Mega. Uh, anyway. Uh, where were we? Um, so, okay, so if we're not meeting in person until the pirate ship, how do we communicate in a private but easy way? I mean, Facebook is obviously, you know, a Facebook group. But again, uh, Facebook. I'm not sure. So, okay, so how can we... How can we okay, my, my past in online communities is computer games that's where i've got all my 
in fact that's where a lot of my tech skills have come from com playing computer games because i just had to learn to make my games work properly and work better so i always end up learning these tools and cool programs that i found uh, just so i could play online games easier so if i think about back to then if if we were like planning raids and events and meetups online on on you know, on on the computer game, um, it, it was always a bit of a nightmare. Um, I mean, we we've had like a forum before where you posted up, you know, we're all meeting on Wednesday night, eight p.m. Reply here if you're going to make it, and it was great, providing people actually went to the forum, logged in, and then checked what the next event was. And you normally get, you know, seven of the ten people checking it, and then the others not, and it just it became a bit of a nightmare. Um, it did get much easier when we moved to. We started meeting on voice chat, and there was a program called program called Ventrilo. It was basically like a, like a, how do I explain it? Um, like a Skype call, but without the video. It was just like a a. A chat room for voice so you just you just go into the chat room but it'd be an audio chat room so you'd have and you could like if you were the leader of the chat room you could mute everybody else so you could talk uninterrupted and you could give people rights to talk and all that stuff. or you could let everyone talk whatever but it made it really easy planning stuff because you just had to go into the chat room and listen and you could discuss what you were going to do what plans you had um, any help you needed with quests and all that and that made it so much easier that we could all just sit in the chat room and organize stuff so that's how i've done it before so i quite like that idea I quite like that so if we put that into a business sense so say we could all meet up online and help each other by discussing it in an audio group um okay that's pretty good i quite like that idea um so these days when i'm playing games because I said my past, but it's actually what I'm doing now anyway, playing games. Um, there's a program called Discord, which is, it's well, one, it's totally free, and you can create, and it lets you create text room, text chat rooms, and text, no, not text, and voice chat rooms, so you can have both. And you can, like, give permissions to who can access each chat room and each voice room. Um... So maybe we could turn it into like a, instead of for computer games, I mean, it is designed for games, but you can use it for anything. Um, it's just a quick, you can just follow a link and join the Discord. It's called a Discord server. So you just join the server and you get put into whatever, whatever group or chat room that you belong to. So maybe, how could I do that with business? So, so say we had our mastermind i'm going to call it mastermind for now until i think of a better better word so say we had a group of 10 people and we had a discord server you joined the server which was again the program's free so you could join the join that um but in, in the in the text chats you can chat rooms you can post like pictures and videos as well so you could share stuff in there and it's totally private to whoever's got access so you could make you have got a little private community there um so maybe people could pay a monthly fee to be part of that little mastermind group on discord and then we could like set certain times 
because you can notify people by by doing the at sign you know just like on twitter and stuff if you if you at people or at everyone they all get a notification to the to their phone because the app's on your phone as well so you could set up like a monthly or weekly or whatever you decide between you a weekly meetup on a you know friday night at 8 p.m we go on there and we basically just sit in the chat room start from person one they can just they can say what they're what the business is what things they're struggling with at the minute and then again take it in turns you can all sit and help each other share pictures share things files anything you need help with um hmm. so that's pretty good so maybe that's maybe that's why i mean i don't think i've ever heard anyone else doing this i mean maybe there is but yeah, but it, it's not many. I'm not. I've, I've never. I've not come across any that do this. But I like the idea. That feels a bit more natural to me. Um, so I'm. You know, so that that's kind of what I'm liking. I mean, I'm going to assume that if I created this and I had, let's just say, I knew ten entrepreneurs. If I made this free, this chat room, would they want to join it? You know, would you join a? F and yes, they probably would. I mean, if you had a chat room, oh, yeah, you can sit around and all help each other. It's totally free. You're probably quite likely to join it. But again, being free has a couple of major drawbacks to me anyway. Um, so the first drawback, I think, is if you don't give it, a, if you don't, if you make it free and you don't give it an actual value, if you don't give it a price, people won't value it either because like I was saying before, you're more likely to complete something if you've paid for it. So if, if you see something's free, you might go, oh, yeah, I'll just sign up. I might use it, might not. And then you're going to have hundreds of people in there that never log on. It looks dead because it's only actually 10% of the people who are active. So that never looks good. So if you're paying for it every month, you're not going to join up and just never log on again, are you? So that's why I think you do have to pay for it. I think, I think it's important to pay for something like that. Um, and the second drawback for me is that if it's free, I don't make any money. Yeah, that is, <laughs> to be totally honest, I, again, I need this to make money. So, but the, you know, but the first point is very valid, I think. So those two reasons, it needs to be something I charge for. I mean, maybe I could, maybe I could scale the price so the earlier that you join the cheaper it is so if you join within the first six months of me launching it for instance it'll be i don't know it'll be 20 pounds a month if you join in the second six months it'll be 25 pounds and then 30 pounds so the longer you leave it the more expensive it gets maybe don't know um hmm yeah okay so what else have we got what else can i think about um so all i mean Again, this is just me thinking out loud, but I mean, all I can base it on is the at this stage, in my own view, again, because I'm only discussing this with myself, would I be willing to pay 997 for a course for this? No, is my answer. Because one, I don't have 997. And if I had 997, that wouldn't be the first thing I'd spend it on. But would I pay to have a to have access to a small group of people in exactly the same or very similar stages to me? Would I pay to have access to them in exchange for like me offering help and my skills, and in exchange for them helping me? 
So how much, what would I value that? Would I be happy? I'd be happy to pay a monthly fee, you know, like a, like a Netflix or an Audible subscription, something like that, you know, but for business. Um, I have actually, now, now I've just said that, there is, a, there is something called a mentor box. Have you heard about this? A mentor box, mentor, mentor, mentor box subscription. Well, I think it's, I think it's seven or ten dollars a month, and you get access to ask successful mentors questions, something like that. So maybe that's, I don't know how they do it, but I know there is something like that. But I don't know. Anyway, um, just something to look at. So what would I pay to have? Yeah, twenty pound a month. Would I pay twenty pounds a month? So five pound a week to get access. I mean that's twenty quid a month's pretty insignificant in the grand scheme of things, right? I mean it's not massive, is it? But is that as a customer, twenty pound a month's not massive. But for me, is that enough to be worthwhile? So what twenty pound a month would be hang on, calculator. Let me get the calculator out. Uh Okay, so if I get thirty people to sign up for this mastermind group, all paying £20 a month. It's £600 a month. I'd get £600 a month for 30 people. But 30 people, is that a bit... I think 30 is too many. That's like a school class, isn't it? Hmm, yeah. A I think 30 for a group, I think that's too big. Should So should I charge more, more per month and have less people or have a few groups and cap them at 20 people. Don't know. What do you reckon? Let me know. Let me know what, what you think. Of, because you've got to be comfortable talking in this group. And if you think about it, if you're going to be sat in a virtual room talking to these people, if there's 20 or 30, you've got to listen to all their stories and you're not going to remember half of these, are you? So maybe the group should be 10. Let me know. What do you think? What, what number do you think would you be happy talking in front of and listening to as well? That's part of the deal. You've got to help other people. I mean, if you're not willing to sit and help other people, you're probably not the right person to join. Um, but that's kind of something I can think about if, you know, further down the line. But anyway, let me know. I'd like to, like to know what you think. Um, yeah, so I don't think, don't think huge groups are going to be very good because you're going to have a few people that will naturally, you know, even if they don't mean to, they will naturally hog the hog the focus of the group because they're the loudest or they're the most knowledgeable. And then that kind of puts off the people who aren't confident as well. you got to remember that. People aren't always that confident talking in front of people. So, yeah, I think a smaller group is a good idea. So it needs to be small enough to be able to make... Um, yeah, it needs to be small enough to for every for every single person to be able to talk about their idea but big enough to get a wide variety of skills from those people but again it also needs to be profitable so it needs to be a, a, a cost that is people would be happy again let me know what, what what would you be willing to pay a month if anything i mean if you think none let me know but i mean is there a, is there a price you'd be happy to pay weekly or monthly or offer a six month to year month subscription that's cheap works out cheaper monthly Maybe something like that as well. Hmm. Um, okay, so, I mean, if you're talking longer term, so I suppose there are some long-term things to consider, is would me personally, would I need to be involved in every single group? So would I have to do a group at a time and be the, be the same person in each group 
which would be difficult because I won't be at the same stage because I would have moved on with the group, you'd hope. Or do I not get involved at all? And then I just sit in as like a the middleman again and just help people help each other? Hmm. Or do I jump around if it just to say long term I have five mastermind groups with ten people in each? Do I have ten people and then I just jump between each group once a week or twice a week or once a day? And just see how everyone's getting on. It depends if if I trust everybody to to be helping each other without me having to be there. Hmm. So that's another thing I've got to think about. Yeah, I mean, or do I do I take do I spend let's say I spend a couple of months taking people's submissions to join the groups, and then I split them up into the skill sets. So if I get a list of the skills, I just spread the skill sets around. But obviously, it depends how many people apply. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, or do I run one group for six months, no interruptions, and then open it again when everyone's finished and they can stay in a group together? Yeah, I don't know. I'm asking you, but I'm not really asking you. I'm just... Yeah, no, I am asking you. Let me know. Let me know what you think. This will be very interesting. It would be much easier if I had someone else here to discuss this with because when you hear someone else say it out loud, you realise that's a stupid idea, but I don't hear that. Instead, you're hearing the stupid idea. So, sorry about that. Anyway... Um, okay, but that's definitely an avenue to explore. I think that's um, that is definitely a way to create my own blue ocean from the from the red oceans of the online courses. Yeah, that's definitely a, a a split. That's definitely a fork off the main the main ocean. Hmm. Okay. Well, anyway, let me know what you think about that idea. If I get, do get any ideas, this is the sort of thing that I will be sending out on the on the email list. This is where I'll be sending it out first. So if you do want to join my email list. Go to the website, little pop-up comes up right-hand side. Just give me your name and your email address and that's where I'll be um, posting out anything that I, that I post about this. Um, of course, you're here on the podcast anyway, but hey, I'd like people to join my email list, so I've got to ask. Um, okay, so I was going to actually, I mean, as you remember, I do have my T-shirt brand, the, the backyard goat and I was going to talk about this how could I do the same strategy in that brand as well but I think this has already gone pretty long and and deep yeah giggity so I'll, I'll save that for I'll do a separate episode on the backyard goat and how I can use this strategy again how I can implement this in that maybe I'll plan it out a bit more so it's not just me talking to myself think working it out um hmm Anyway, let me know what you think. Uh, I think that that wraps up the main part of the show. That is the main discussion that you're going to get. Uh, so it's probably time to apologise to that future you now, because you're here now. So sorry about that. We didn't actually get an answer, but you know we got somewhere. I think I think we, well, we as in my brain and I, we came up with a, with a good route to go down. Anyway, um, it's definitely somewhere to start. And I like the idea. It makes me excited. I think that's pretty cool. That's a good start. Okay, so let's go to the iTunes reviews.
Okay, well, that was a short section because there are no reviews this week. Oh, no. Um, so, if you'd like to leave a review, I would be very happy and very pleased. So please head over to iTunes, leave the show a review. I know everybody says this, but it helps the podcast get discovered and helps it grow. So if you don't mind, if you haven't already left one, please leave a review. It would be much appreciated. Thank you very much. Um, contact details, you know this by now. Cashflow Pirate on Instagram, Twitter. You can email me, richard at cashflowpirate.com. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, the website, like I said, is up and I'm changing it live. So if you want to see how it progresses, and that is the point of me making it live without being completed, go to cashflowpirate.com. You can see it doesn't look particularly good at the minute. Logo's terrible. I knocked it up in some app I had on my PC. Um, so I will be changing it, and I'll explain how I change stuff in future episodes. So I'll explain the, the development of the website a bit more. Without, I'm not going into like crazy detail about plugins and um, settings. I just mean I'll tell you, let you know what I did to make things look better or worse. It depends on it's subjective, isn't it? Um, but yeah, but, you'll, but if you want to have a look and you can go on there and, and see all that, um, I will be doing, I do plan on helping, this part of it is me helping people to get their website up and running and make it useful. So like like I have here, like saying about collecting email addresses, uh, you do definitely need to try and create, whatever your business is, you need to create an email list. It's quite important to sort of get on that at the start as well. I probably should have, well, no, probably, I don't know. Last week I talk, I was talking about um, things to get started, you know, the three key things. Um, and I, like I said, I didn't want to go into website kind of domain stuff because that's a bit more in-depth for what, for what that episode was. But building an email list would be probably number four on that list. It would be one of the next sections. So just have a think about starting an email list when you can. You just need, again, you don't need much. You just need a landing page online. So you will need, you really do need a domain name and a and a bit of some hosting so you can put your landing page on and then you can put your email capture form on there. But you don't, it doesn't have to be anything fancy. You can just be one page with a sign-up form. So bear that in mind. Anyway, I think that's everything for this week. So thank you again for listening. I hope this was, well, I've got to edit this yet, so I'm going to hear how much waffle and rambling there were uh, i'll try and cut out any really long arms and e's and as you can hear my brain thinking but you're going to have some of them i'm afraid so thank you very much for listening i don't know what the next episode is yet um it depends depends how this goes i haven't actually planned anything for next episode so a complete surprise so if i don't speak to you beforehand happy new year or if this is after i hope you had a happy new year and I'll speak to you soon. Okay, take care. Ciao for now.